when you want your strange to be strange. Elder. Unfortunately, Rictavio not clap in accent. Oh, no. We have go again? Uh, no, no, no. I just... If only the clap about. was like, clap! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> clap! <laughs> my, my hands, they are a clap. A high five. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm less channeling Borat and more channeling Constantine. I don't know who Constantine is. The world's is. most dangerous frog. Ah. <sighs> Matt, you've seen the Muppet Most Wanted, right? Yes. Yeah. Indeed. I know That's what I'm aiming for is Constantine there. I know that there is a dark Kermit. That's who the, that's what I'm yes, talking that's, about. That's yeah. Constantine. That movie is phenomenal in so many ways. Boo. Okay. Speaking of phenomenal. Phenomena. <laughs> and typically around here, we say that we have our dicks in our hands and we are ready to stop jerking around. Ha ha! Whoa! You're so, so clever! So much deleting. I am the comedy. I mean, you don't have to delete any of this, you know. <laughs> to be fair. It'd be a pretty funny way to start an episode. <laughs> you know. Okay, friends, let's get started. You've just witnessed a small-scale apocalypse that is radiating outward in many directions. What would you like to do? Well, it's been about five seconds, so I reach into my suitcase and pull out my flask and begin drinking. Good choice. Game plus one forward. All right, gentlemen. Well, we could choose any cardinal direction and begin our hunt for... These things that we've loosed on the world. Trevor, point in a direction. I close my eyes, and I spin in a really fast circle with my hands sticking out, and I fall over and point. You're pointing east. That's where which I'm is pointing. Specifically the one direction where nothing went. Ha! Huh. I'm not very good at this. We'll add it to the list. I suppose, all things being equal, we should probably go back towards L.A. and ensure that we haven't caused any more permanent harm to L.A. than we already have. Also, it might be nice to see if Max Zilver survived his meeting with Og. He will have if you remember that cheeseburger. And away we go. How are you getting there? I believe we have a doorless car. It's not doorless. It's simply missing a door. Well, you go to your car, and has it been crushed by a tree or a big piece of rock or something in this calamity? Huh. Depends on how good I act under pressure. No, no, this is this is entirely narrative. You get to make a choice. Yeah, I think... Um... I think, miraculously, the vehicle is okay. 
Okay. You have a vehicle. And it is in perfect condition, but surrounded by three feet of heavy growth forest in all directions. Because a forest grew around us. I forgot. Even though I'm surrounded by trees. And I should not have forgot that because my eyes are now open. Ha! Yes. Trevor, it's almost as if you missed the forest for the trees. Father no. O'Malley, take one forward. <laughs> uh, well, I have an idea. You, and I point to Izzy, can do magic. And we need to be somewhere. So, I propose... That you magic us there. Suppose that I understand exactly what it is you are trying to communicate to me and that you wish to have my magic create a teleportation effect, moving us from one place to another through the ethereal field of magic. Where exactly are you planning on having us appear? At my house. Or the beach. Or the burger bar. Or down the road. Or anywhere, really. But, you know, just be useful. I believe I've been to exactly one of those places. So um, if you want me to take us to, to the beach... You've been to all those places. Well, no, you haven't exactly invited me to your home. I have never experienced this uh, burger dome of which you speak, and I was, in fact, not on the road when we were making our trip here. Hmm. So you can only go places you've been. I can only go to places that I can have the essence of on my person. All right. Let's go to my bungalow. Teleporting three people to a location that you are only passingly familiar with will require big magic. Big magic it will be, then. It is going to require the help of two people. I'm one people. I am also one people. It is going to... Require a roll to use magic. I have a history with that. And it is potentially dangerous. Well, what isn't? So if you want to give it a roll... Do we all have to roll? Well, what's going to happen is he's going to describe how it happens and what he's doing. I'm going to officially say, roll to use magic. And then we'll see what happens. Okay. I reach into my suitcase and I receive... Two large bottles of a white powder substance. And I hand one to both of you. Uh, do me a favor and uh, try to make a circle. If, if it's symmetrical, that'd be great. Oh, do you sniff it? <laughs> uh, you got a nose full of salt. Woo! Yeah, take one harm. Okay. That puts me at two. Is that armor defeating? No, but it is very, very painful. Oh, we'll put that back. Keep an eye on him, will you? He's already cost me enough of my reagents. But like I said, big circle. And I proceed to sit in the center of it and pull out a few amber-colored candles that I light with my lighter with the emblazoning of a dragon on it. And my mouth begins to move. I begin to chant, but it is not audible. There is not a discernible language that is being spoken, but my words otherwise appear to be gibberish. 
And if you both of you and if both of you stop and think for a second, you almost hear a whisper in the back of your head that does get louder the more you think on it, but it's really uncomfortable to think on it. And I attempt to teleport us. Roll to use magic. That is a five and a four, which is a nine, plus my weird of two brings us to an eleven. And there you are, in front of the bungalow. In a now smoking ring. Oh, hey guys! Where'd you come from? Oh, hey dude! We came from the forest, where there were trees. Dude. Yeah, man. What's with all the smoke and that ring and stuff? <laughs> you know. Are you guys getting high without me? We would never think of such a thing. Simply, uh, working on a illusion for our friend, uh, Izzy. Hey, Toads! Not a pleasure to make your acquaintance as well. Oh, man, you can talk to Toads? He's not talking to you? Oh, man, usually that, like, doesn't happen until I get real high. I don't see where elevation would have to... Oh, oh, substances, of course. Hey, what's in those vials you got there? Salt. Isn't that right? Oh, man. Apparently, dude talks to totes without even needing to be high. That's crazy, man. (laughs) But to be fair, he drinks heavily. So, you know, it's the same thing. Dude. Anyway... We gotta go check on Og, because, like, he was supposed to get picked up by Max Silver, and last time they saw each other, he wanted to eat one of the other, and that wasn't cool. So, like, you know, we gotta make sure they're still friends. Okay, so, my next question for you is, do any of you have any ability to arrive at a scene on time? Uh, I know there are some playbooks that give people the ability to just show up where they're needed. Boy. You know when the last time was I used a move? Uh, nope. 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 Wait, you guys have moves? My moves have not been particularly relevant for the past several sessions. Not that I mind. Well. Okay, so you're just gonna start walking? Well, I have a van, so like, we're gonna drive. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, you didn't take the van. You jump in the van and you go. Who's driving? Trevor in his van. Roll to act under pressure. Cool, man. Well, four and a two is a six, and my cool for one is a seven. Okay. You can arrive before anything bad happens, but you will blow your engine. Or, you can get there after the bad stuff has started, and your car still works. Well, I'm not under the pretense that this is a dire emergency and I have to get there on time, so I see no reason to redline my engine. You see no reason to redline your engine? No, no, it's, you know, just drive to my home, because as far as I'm concerned, a monster was flying here, and we teleported so I wouldn't think he got here before we did. So in my mind, you know, we're totes like super early. Sounds good. You pull up to your house. And 
there was a giant gaping hole in the front wall. Inside, you hear violence. It is terrible. It is loud. Things are being destroyed. Someone is screaming. A robotic voice yells, Something is going on in there. I'm already out of the passenger door and uh, up through the hole with my sword out. Father O'Malley, would you please roll to act under pressure? Certainly. A six and a five is an eleven. Plus my cool of one is a twelve. An act under pressure is an advanced move in my playbook. This went as well as it could have possibly gone for you. As you jump in through the hole in the wall, you see Max Zilver, injured and hiding behind the couch. It looks like there was a bite taken out of his leg. Did you forget the cheeseburger, Max? It, it wasn't your shark friend. It, the, the thing came in through the wall. It was, it was hungry. It tried to eat me. Where's Og? He, he's... He, he, that way, that way. And he points. I, I go that way. And you come into the kitchen, and there you see it. Og is grappling with this massive beast, the one that you had seen emerge and head towards the city with vicious fangs and a distended jaw and long claws. It's howling and is trying to eat Og. Og has its jaws held open and is fighting back against it as this thing digs its claws into him as it tries to pull him into his mouth. Don't worry, fiend. I found a toothpick. And then I lunge forward and shove my sword into its mouth. Roll to kick some ass. All right. A six and a one is a seven, plus my tough of three is a ten. You collide with it and slam your sword into its open mouth, and you are unable to pierce the flesh of the inside of its mouth. Its tongue wraps around your sword and tries to draw it into its mouth. Roll to act under pressure. Okay, a six, and a six is a twelve. <laughs> you are able to pull your weapon out of this thing's mouth, but the blade doesn't even cut the tongue as it comes out. Well, looks like we're going to have to do this the old-fashioned way, Og. And I uh, come around with a roundhouse kick to its face. Before you get a chance to do that, we have two other players who I'm sure would like to take actions. Absolutely. I would like to run charging into the room and scream Abracastabra and stab it in the bag with my whippersword. Make a roll. Kick some ass. Well, a six and a four is a ten. And I get to use my magic because I changed one of my cool abilities, which makes it an eleven because I got a one in magic. Sounds good. I do three damage. What additional Maybe. effect are you choosing? Whoa. Uh, I would like to receive less damage. Okay. You do not hurt this thing at all. Ha! Huh. Would you look at that? And it 
swings out with one of its talons and knocks you back out of the room. You tumble into the living room, but you are unharmed. Huh. This has distracted it a little bit from Og, and it has... It shakes its head, and Og flies free through the kitchen window. It turns back towards the rest of you. I have retrieved from my suitcase a... Uh, similar looking to the ones that the party has seen previously, a straw doll, though the coloration is slightly brighter than the previous straw dolls have been. And I also have in the other hand the same hammer that was used previously, one of the ivory nails, for lack of a better word, as well as a shark tooth. Oh, for a beast of tooth and nail, I suppose tooth and nail shall have to do. And I push in the shark tooth, and I align the ivory nail, and strike it in, in an attempt to banish this creature. Roll to use magic. A two and a three make for five, plus my weird of two, is a seven. What sort of drawback would you like to take from this? That I take one harm, ignoring armor. And harm you do take, as energy ripples away from you, and this creature resists the banishment. It does not vanish. It... Does, does, however, flee. It tears through the roof. And is it leaps into the air, tearing through the roof. And as it exits the house, an enormous gust of wind blows in, tearing up shingles and ripping branches off of trees, and the creature is borne away deeper into the city. Before you ask, Trevor, no, I do not do roofs. No, that's cool. I got a guy for that. But, uh, what the hell was that thing? Og, are you okay, bro? Ow. Ow. Whatever that was, it certainly didn't seem, uh, to register any pain. Og steps back in through the hole in the wall. He's rubbing his head and seems a little worse for the wear. Izzy, I don't suppose you have any literature you could read up to try to figure out what that thing was? Well, not on my person. I'll have to make my way back to my house. And I go looking around the premises, opening doors, looking inside, and closing them until I find exactly what I'm looking for. A broom closet. You do find a broom closet. I take all of the brooms, any buckets or other kinds of dustpans, and just throw them out of the closet onto the floor. And reach into my suitcase. And this time I pull out a jar of a green jelly-like substance. Uh, topped with a cork. I pop the cork and stick my thumb inside and uh, begin to draw on the 
outside of the door. Shapes, symbols, some kind of language. That after a moment all begin to shimmer with a faint bluish tint. I close the door, and then I retrieve from my pocket a simple key. You're welcome to come inside, but I do recommend you don't touch anything that looks like you shouldn't touch it. Looking explicitly at Trevor. No, I'm going to take Og down to the infirmary. Um, I'll catch up with you in a bit. I put my key into the doorknob of the broom closet. And turn it. And open the door to my library. Now, do you have a move that allows for this library, or is this all flavor? I'm flavoring. No problem. And you step through into your library. Father O'Malley, where are you headed? Um, I will accompany Og and Trevor to the infirmary to help patch them up. You got it. Now you can go on with your... I step thing. into a simple four-walled room, but it looks like the... It looks like a kind of frontier building, almost. Like something that would have been put up in the late 19th century. And the books are very old. They have that very thick, textured back to them. The entire place has not a single bit of modernity to it. And there are a few doors leading to other places, but I begin to browse my collection of books, looking for anything relating to the fields of magic that I know Jacob Early had been so proud of speaking forward about, and specifically trying to focus on the most recent creature. And while you're researching, we are going to cut back to the infirmary. Now, Og, just... I know this is going to hurt, but this will make your wounds feel better eventually. And oh, my big boy. Okay. If you... If you don't cry too much, you can have any snack you want after this is all said and done. He claps excitedly. Then I start applying iodine to his wounds. Owie. 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 That's it. You're doing well. Trevor, how are you? Trevor? Disconnected. Again. I can see that. Og pokes him. Yes. That's appropriate. Maybe. If I do this. And he begins shaking him. Vigorously. After a few moments of watching our resident shark man shake Trevor Ebbs back and forth to almost no avail, I begin lightly slapping him in the face at the same time, saying, Reconnect! Wake up. Wake up. Trevor Ebbs fades away. And shortly thereafter fades back in. See, Trevor, this is what happens when you snort an entire vial of salt. Og pats you on the shoulder. Going to be okay. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm just over here using some of these herbs to get better. Trevor, I know that's a joint. Herbs. How badly injured is everybody? 
I had two harm. Yeah, so he'll heal one. I get to heal two! Because I have a cool ability that lets me heal two! I am at two harm, but from the previous encounter, not from anything that happened in that encounter. You can also heal one. Alright, I will heal just one. I don't have any special abilities. Mine is called Resilience, and anytime I heal one, I heal an extra point. Or I heal faster than normal, it says, so... You know. Yeah, <laughs> sure, that works. I happen to have two harm, but I have not made my way to the infirmary yet. Scary monster. It is, and uh, I'm not exactly sure how we deal with harm. Um, I have a feeling if I punch it, it, it will feel something, but my fists alone of the four of us might not be... Enough. I'm hoping that whatever Izzy discovers in the broom closet will help us. Izzy help take out trash. As opposed to normally, where he just is trash. Og pokes Trevor again. He must have gotten some herbs from the druids the last time we were on Atuwin. Og shakes his head and shrugs. Welcome to the middle of the show, everybody. Episode 41, which is really close to 42, where we said we were going to stop. But this is our usual mid-episode reminder that you can check out Expeditions of the Extra Normal uh, anywhere that you get your fine podcasts, whether it be Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out. Leave a comment, write a review. Uh, All your support and love is not just helpful, but very, very welcome. Uh, Furthermore, we've got a live show going on these days, Thursday nights on Twitch. Um, You just need to go to our our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash The Umbral Theater. And you can see us play our game Gaia Squadron Rollout, which is using the Thirsty Sword Lesbians game from the company Evil Hat, made by April Kit Walsh. Uh, Evil Hat's also the publisher of monster of the week which we've been using for this whole thing and a lot of their games are great so give them a a check out also just want to give a shout out to at lich t who gave us some fan art which was super cool so if you want to check that out hit up on the twitter account the umbral theater uh, at umbral theater because there's no room for the the, uh, yep at umbral theater or at lich t with three a's because you know it's cool artwork the extra A's are for how awesome she is. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yes. Also, just because Expeditions is drawing to a close, and I don't think we will be done with two episodes, we're going to follow it until the story is finished, even if it takes us another 30 episodes. You've ruined my suspense. Thanks, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, we're having a great time, though, and we hope you're having a great time. And because we're having so much fun, we are going to be releasing another show as soon as Expeditions is over. So be on the lookout. I mean, do we want to give them a little bit of a teaser of what's coming? Oh, you should always give them a little bit of a tease, but save some room for next week's tease. Ooh, so what sort of tea do we have for them today? Well, I suppose we could address a bit of an elephant in the room in which there's the short little answer of, hey guys, you do live plays of role-playing games. Where's your 
Where's your token Dungeons and Dragons show? We do have a wonderful Dungeons and Dragons show in production, and we are getting close to release on that. Um, I know we've said that before, but we really are honest. It's got a ton of episodes, and there's just a little bit of an editing backlog right now. And we do have another show that's going to be releasing with... Um, that's going to be be taking the place of Expeditions of the Extra Normal. Uh, and while nothing can really take the place of it, it will be filling the time slot. That involves all of the cast that you're listening to right now, plus maybe something extra. But you're going to have to wait until later to find out exactly what. And now, back to the show. So, Izzy, let's have you roll to investigate a mystery. That seems appropriate. Let's see. Well, a two and a three is a five. Plus my sharp of one is only a six. If only this was an actual move for my library, I could have done something about this. But alas, it is fluff. Only a six? Is that the final answer? That is the final answer. Hmm. I gotta come up with something now to punish you. The door opens. And in steps an eight-foot-tall green four-armed creature with tusks. They wear furs built into some sort of ceremonial armor and have long blades at their side. They lean over, look you in the eye, and say, Izzy? Oh, hello there, honey. I just thought I'd stop by again to take a look at the old library. You've been keeping it in good condition. You vanish from Mars and not speak to me in years. Well, there is a bit of a distance to it. I've had to spend a lot of time at work, and, well... You not have time to call to send Carrier Pigeon? Well, the carrier pigeon has a hard time making it through the vacuum of space. It was hard enough... Bah! You give excuses. I give explanations. And praise. I do not hear praise. Your tusks are truly evanescent this evening. They stand tall and beat their chest with two of their arms. You have honeyed words, but... Why are you here? You well, run okay. for so long, and now you come back, not expect me to know? Well, I did leave a lot of stuff here in the agreement, so I kind of needed to take a look at it. I have to stay on the move a lot on Earth. I need to stay nimble, only bring what I absolutely need with me. But now I need to look at some of my books, and, well, you had them, and I had a spare key. Oh, you don't have room. They pick up your briefcase and open it up and start tossing things in it at random. Oh, look, room for many books, watch. And they begin just piling things in there. Well, I had those in a particular order. They were alphabetized, and by year, you okay, well, you're just going to... What, more excuses? 
I, I'm sorry, explanations? Well, yes, more explanations. These are all very important ancient texts. They all they need to be kept... They pick you up and put you into the briefcase before closing it. Well, I suppose I did have this coming. Back to the others. You're heading upstairs from the infirmary. I think Trevor Ebbs is being carried over Og's shoulder. He is frozen solid. Yes, Og will carry him upstairs, and hopefully uh, the side effects of these potent potables that uh, he's attained somehow will wear off by the time uh, we actually have to get going. I am surprised Izzy hasn't returned yet. It is at this point you almost trip on his briefcase. The man never goes anywhere without this trunk. Looking around to uh, see what's happening, I'll go to the, the broom closet and see if it's just a broom closet again. It is an empty broom closet. Well, there's only one of two options, and hopefully this is it. And then I open the trunk, or attempt Out to open the trunk. Outpours Izzy and dozens of books. Well, truth be told, I had been leaving my books at a former partner's location. Now they're here, so Trevor will have to make a library. I think he has one. It's mostly full of comic books. Pretty pictures. Well, I'm not one to complain about someone's literary pursuits. Well, I suppose you wouldn't be. Did you discover anything before you were unceremoniously placed in your own luggage? Not a damn thing. I, I feel like a a Green Martian was a, a good choice for this. I don't know how many Edgar Rice Burroughs fans we have, but I'm sure somebody will, will appreciate it. Well, I guess we are given the task, and we must prove ourselves to it. Are you prepared to go hunting, Izzy? Well, I could do with taking care of a few of the injuries sustained. There was a bit of a blowback when I tried to banish this creature, like I did with the one made of blood. All right. Uh, certainly, let's see to your wounds. I did bring along this first aid kit from the infirmary, just in case, so... With that, you patch up Izzy's wounds, take one harm away. And slightly disappointed at this, I am going to... Uh, Reach into my suitcase and pull out a... No, not a book. Reach into my suitcase well, and pull right out... Right now, there's like a pile of books on top of everything. So you can't get anything out of your bag without at least taking one or two books out of the way first. I reach in and I attempt to pull out what I'm seeking and I get a book. I throw it over my shoulder carelessly and reach inside again and actually pull out some of the uh, self-same green jelly-like substance that I was previously using. And taking another dab with my thumb, I proceed to rub it over my wounds. Reach back into my suitcase to pull out a tuning fork that I've used before. And I get a book. And this book I put gently down on the table before reaching inside and actually getting out my tuning fork successfully and tapping it against my wound. Roll to use magic. A five and a three, plus my weird of two, 
is a 10. I'm assuming the effect you're choosing is to heal a wound. Correct. And you do so. It'll be a bit stiff for a few days, but I can deal with things like that. All right, then. I think it's time we load up and head out for battle. The scene cuts. We see Izzy, Og, with Trevor Ebb still on his shoulder, and Father O'Malley, standing on a city street. There are millions of dollars in destruction as this beast has grown three or four times in size and is grabbing people off of the street, putting them entirely in its mouth and swallowing them whole. Police are firing at it with shotguns and handguns, and there is absolutely no effect. Well, gentlemen, here we go. And then, uh, while it has its back to us and is devouring people, I run along the street, jump up off the hood of a car, and dropkick it in the back of the head. Roll to kick some ass. Okay, a three and a three is a six, plus my tough of three is a nine. Whoo, that is one heck of a roll. There's a lot of threes involved. Unfortunately, it doesn't get you to the ten threshold. But you do get to deal it harm as you run up and smack it with your holy fists and foot. More your foot, right? Yes, it's a dropkick. Okay, so Lucha Libre style, you leap up and collide with its back, and there's sizzling and burning, and you drop to the pavement, taking two harm after colliding with it. Reduced to one after armor. It spins and looks down at you, growls, and begins reaching for you. I have reached into my suitcase and retrieved yet another book, which I store back inside, and my hand returns out this time with my uh, ring and middle fingers covered in, one after the other, a series of uh, simple-looking golden rings that I begin to spin across my fingers, that... Almost frictionlessly, they begin to spin and begin to almost flick them towards the direction of this creature. The rings grow and expand on the way over and begin to wrap around its limbs, its throat, its back, its torso. Roll to use magic. That one fell off the table. There we go. Well, a one and a four is a five. Plus my weird of two makes four seven. So what effect are you choosing and what drawback are you choosing? I am choosing to trap a specific person, minion, or monster. And the effect I'm taking is that it has a problematic side effect. This creature is wrapped up in these bands. And it holds its limbs tight in a shimmering field of crimson energy. And the creature cannot move. It is struggling, it is fighting, but it is held in place. Now, is it bound on the, the ground or is it standing up? It is standing up. All right. 
in that case, uh, I'm going to give it a short arm lariat and try to force it to the ground. As you collide with it, you bounce off of the red barrier. The creature is held, but it appears it is invulnerable to attack. There's your problematic side effect. Mm. Og help, Og help. Og runs up and begins hitting the Redfield with Trevor Ebbs. No, Og. Trevor Ebbs does not appear to be taking any damage from this impact. Og, my son, I'm, I'm sorry, but I know you're trying to help, but I don't think we can deal this creature any harm while it's contained within these bands. Yes, we can work on getting you a stone bludgeon later. Og steps back and puts Ebbs over his shoulder, kind of like one would do with a baseball bat. Wait, Og. Rather than hitting it, put put Trevor down and see if you can't lift the creature while it's contained within the bands. Og looks at the creature, looks down at his hands, then looks at the creature again. He sheepishly moves and tries to lift the creature. O'Malley, please roll to act under pressure. A five and a three is an eight, plus my cool of one is a nine. Og begins lifting, and it looks as though he may get it off the ground, but... Just because of size and inertia, the creature may crash into buildings as it does so. Wait, Og, I I guess that's not going to be the best solution. Og looks relieved as he puts the creature down. You know, he kind of like picks it up and it's like too top-heavy and wobbly. But he scratches his head and shrugs before picking Trevor back up. We are going to need to move this thing somewhere safe. I'm just not sure where. Wait. Gentlemen, I have an idea that just might work. I reach into Trevor's pocket and pull out his cell phone. Flipping through the apps, I find the button for Elder. But rather than logging into Trevor's profile, I create a new profile. And I begin snapping photos of the banded monstrosity. And then as soon as the profile is created, I begin swiping right on every picture I see. What is the name of this account? Grim Dark Dark Darkyton. Okay, I'm gonna have you roll to use magic. Okay. Elder is not entirely a digital thing. Well, hot damn, I rolled a three and a four, which is a seven. And my weird is zero. So that is currently sitting at a seven. I honestly expected you to have a minus one in weird, the way you were saying that. (laughs) I was like, this is about to get bad. I I knew it was either a zero or a minus one. I wasn't positive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I knew it. I wasn't getting any benefit. So, I'm going to use a point of luck to make that a 12. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, then. Okay, then. Before too long, a rift opens. And through it reaches a limb 
that can only be described as a limb. It wraps itself around this creature's arm and pulls it into the void. As it disappears, there is a pinging sound from my pocket. And let that be a lesson to you, Izzy. Modern love truly conquers all.